You're listening to a podcast from Bayside Church International. Now let me, let me encourage you in something. Today is going to be a very special day. It's a very special day. The Lord spoke to me about today. And I said, what, what, what is about today? And he said, today, you can call today, there's a name for today. And I said, what is the name for today? And you didn't know this. And he said, you can call today Divine Alignment Day. Divine Alignment Day. And I was like, well, what? That's what I'm saying. And then I'm like, well, what's the acronym? It's Dad Day. And there's something that God is going to do with many people today where I really believe that He is going to tweak and shift something in many people today that actually realigns you and aligns you to even more of the destiny that He has for you. Is that exciting? Okay. Gosh, no one's... Gosh. Okay. I'll take all of yours. And the three people that want it too, you can come and sit on the front. Listen to this. This is an incredible day for you. Look at your neighbor and say, this is going to be an incredible day. And then say, for me. And then say, for you too. That's good. That's awesome. Well, you can take your seats. But we're, keeping, we're, we're still padding. <laughs> it's good. Now, I'm very, it's very exciting time, isn't it? It's a very exciting time. Now, I'm really excited to be in South Australia. It's an exciting time to be in South Australia. And I've, I've lived all over the world in many different places. And that's me, not me saying I've lived all over the world. But I've lived in many, many places. I've lived in America. I've lived in the UK, London, Northern Ireland, um, all over. I've lived in many, many places. And we've moved to Adelaide. And I can tell you right now that I feel, and part of it is to do with my season, obviously, but I feel so at home in South Australia. I love South Australia, and I'm not just saying that. I feel like we always talk and we say, we say we're, 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 when, we're, when we're a bit older, we could buy a house here or we could buy a house there, and we're always talking about where we would be in South Australia. And I just feel so blessed to be here. Are you guys feeling blessed to be here? Now, now, part of the reason that I was saying about Divine Alignment Day is because how many of you know that God has a plan for South Australia? Okay, he really does. And, and let me tell you something, that God has a redemptive plan for every state in Australia, but for the nation itself. Do you know that that's true? And so God had actually planned South some stuff for South Australia that the state isn't walking in yet. Do you know that that could be true? And so part of what our role is as the church is to help or I say help, but to align South Australia back to the redemptive plan that God always had for it. And so that's part of our role. You're like, well, what on earth are you talking about? I'm glad you asked that question. And so, and so I'm going to ask my wife to come and just share about scrolls for a second. And then I'm going to jump into something. And you are all going to be mightily, mightily encouraged today. So you can just keep going. So it's good. I've got a seat now, so come on. I don't know what will. Oh, there's, there's my son with an apple too. There you go. Yeah, he's not going to leave my side for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, Dale just asked me to share um, a vision that I had last year, um, which is applicable to every congregation. So I just wanted to share it because it relates to the, the scrolls. When we talk about scrolls, we're talking about what we're destined for, the things that we are purposed for as, a, as an individual. Um, but in this encounter when we were in intercession, I had a picture of Todd, who is our senior leader, um, and as he was raising his hands in worship, um, I saw this, the scroll, a scroll roll out of his belly, and out of the belly it rolled out a field of dreams. And there was many other things that also were on his scroll, obviously, about you know, what he's destined for, but he was the one that stood and birthed 
um, what is now Field of Dreams. And so I saw this scroll roll out. And then as I saw the scroll, I then saw the individuals in the congregation, their scrolls rolled out as well. And where their scrolls aligned, so where Field of Dreams was a part of their destiny, it illuminated in gold. So they looked down and they were able to see this gold illuminate saying, oh, Field of Dreams. And so I was like, wow, that, that's very interesting that, that was, it was destined for you to be purposed in this house because there's something on your scroll that aligns with Field of Dreams and what Todd saw. But not every part of the scroll was obviously um, highlighted in gold because there are things that we're all destined for and purposed for um, that is outside of the context of our local but there is definitely, definitely those places of alignment that like highlighted. But when I looked, I also saw that people were then seeing a divine alignment and parts of their scroll being aligned to others in the congregation. So it's not just that you are in this house, Bay, you know, Bayside Church, and you're just aligned to the vision and the scroll of Bayside, but you're aligned to one another. And so it's actually recognizing I am here because I, it's a part of my scroll, it's a part of my destiny to be in this house in this season. We're not saying we're holding you for the rest of your life, but you're in a, in a house, you're in Bayside because God had it planned for you because there's something here that not only do you receive, but you are going to be giving back out. So it's just remembering, okay, I... I'm divinely put here. I can see where the gold aligns, but also seeing those parts of the scroll that are aligned with one another. Because these guys, as your leaders, there's going to be things birthed in your hearts, exactly the same, that will be aligned with one another and saying, oh, wow, this actually relates to this and relates to that. But the other big part of that picture was I then saw that as people identified the gold lit up bits, they took each other's hands in agreement. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, they're, they're leaning forward and saying, I partner with. So taking each other's hands and shaking in agreement. But the powerful part of that was then I saw from heaven this white linen wrap around the hands of those that took agreement with one another. And the Holy Spirit breathed on that so deeply for me that there can be so much in the body of tearing apart and that we can see that there's divine alignment here, but something of us will just pull away when it gets hard or pull away. And so, um, so I just wanted to share this vision because I don't believe that's a vision just for Field of Dreams. I believe it's a universal church vision <laughs> um, of what God is speaking to us about seeing and identifying what aligns with one another coming into agreement and that white linen was very much that covenant relationship that I am going to stick at this I'm going to work through I'm not going to run and if it gets hard we're going to work it through and you know this is to do with you know alignment with the leadership as well but also alignment with one another that there are going to be things where it wants to trip us up wants to send us out of this house but if you recognize Right now, this is my season, the gold's illuminated and I'm meant to be in Bayside. And so that's a part of your scroll, that's a part of your destiny. And so it's just saying, okay, I take that place of agreement and that white linen. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace to be able to do relationship well, covenant relationships. It was very, very different to just like, oh, I like you, I'm going to hang out. We're talking about covenant relationships 
for the building of his kingdom. So you guys are in this house for this season and some will move on, some will, you know, they'll be added to your number. But it's saying, I am covenanted here in this house to say, I want to see the kingdom come through this couple who hold much of the um, governmental oversight of, okay, we're seeing this coming out of this house. And you as an individual saying, I align to that in this season. So I just thought it was a really cool picture and God's very cool. <laughs> Come on. It's exciting, isn't it? So that's, so that's part of what we, we want to unpack today. You, got, you, can, you can chill for a minute. That's cool. Thank you so much. He's like, you can sit down if you want or we'll do whatever you want to do. We bless you. We bless you. Um, how many of you know that, that being part of the church isn't about going to church on a Sunday and hearing someone speak? Do you know that, that that's true? Okay. Being part of the, it was never designed like that. Being part of the church, we're actually members of the body of Christ. And we're actually called to impact the world. You know, look at your neighbor and say, you are called to impact the world. And then you can look back and go, so are you. Wow, that's really funny. So you mean we're both called to do the same thing? <laughs> it's so good. I really believe that we are in a time of divine awakening. And God's actually awakening us to more of the things that he has called us to as the body of Christ. I really believe that we are in that season right now. And you know that being a Christian is not a spectator sport. It's not. Yeah, you're a Christian. Yeah, I go to church on a Sunday. That's not what is that where is that in the bible it doesn't even exist it you we meet together we ne- we don't forsake the gathering of uh, the brethren and we love to worship together but we're actually called to shift things regionally wherever we are what happened what did jesus do he literally trained up people and he sent them where did what did he do he sent them out to go and do things, to go and change the world. And he said, hey, you need to go and do this. And everywhere you go, just say the, the kingdom of heaven has come near. So he says, just say that. And the word near there literally means that the kingdom of heaven has been fastened to that place. So you go out and you say, now that I've arrived, that the kingdom of heaven has now been fastened to this place. That we are actually carriers of a kingdom that is desperate to get out and get fastened to earth. How many of you know that that's true? We're ambassadors of that place. And I believe that that's actually part of this great awakening that we are in at the moment where God is saying, gone are the days of, oh yeah, I'm just going to church on a Sunday. No, what, this is probably, I'm probably speaking to another church. Um, but I just, I just want to encourage you that there is so much more for you. There is so much more. And just when you think, okay, well, this is my lot. This is what my life is going to look like. This is, yeah, this is where I'm at. And God goes, really, is that what you think? And then suddenly, boo, he opens something up. And you go, hold on a second. I didn't see that one coming. I've had five prophetic words and none of them told me about this. And God says, this is a time where I'm aligning you to more of your destiny than you could possibly imagine. There are many people in history that didn't start ministry, uh, and this isn't about pulpit ministry, but didn't start to tap into the things that were on their life until later. 50 years old, 60 years old, only getting a revelation of what they were going to do when they were 60. Only starting then. Marilyn Hickey was ordained at 50 and doing crusades at 80. Is it true? Have you seen her in Pakistan with her thing with 100,000 people out there pulling out the cripples out the wheelchair? 
But she's an 80-year-old woman. She shouldn't be doing that. She should be going to the chemist and making sure that the levels in her blood are okay. No, she's aligned up to something bigger than that. And when you align up to the thing that's bigger than you, you will actually get, can I say this? You will actually tap into a supernatural energy that you never before believed was available. Because there are things that you were predestined to walk in yourself. Talks about that in Ephesians specifically. But there are things written about you in a book or in a scroll (laughs) <laughs> okay, all right. Some people are going, wow, is that, is that real? Absolutely. Paul Keith Davis wrote a book called Books of Destiny. And there are books, ri- there are books literally with the good works that you're going to do written in them, predestined. Predestined books. It talks in Ephesians about there are good works that you have actually been predestined to do. And so does that mean, does that mean I'm not doing the fullness of what I'm supposed to do? Do you wake up every morning and think to myself, I am doing the very thing that I was born to do? Not every day. Sometimes, some of you are like, wow, I've never had that. You know. But God is awakening in this time that reality for many, many, many people. Where you're actually waking up and going, what, what are you doing? And, and, and you're going, wow, you're acting a bit strange at the moment. And you're going, no, no, I'm not acting strange. I'm acting normal. I've actually I've been realigned and now I know who I am and what my purpose is. How many of you know that that's true? And so that's where we are at the moment. We're seeing some crazy stuff where people are coming into the church, not for long, a year, year and a half, and suddenly God is hitting them and they're going, oh my goodness, I know what I'm called to do. And they are going and impacting the world. And I'm like, and we're going, hey, you want to go there? We'll give you some money to do that. Go, 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 go. And that is what the apostolic prophetic church or the apostolic prophetic assembly is designed to do for the saints. That's what the equipping of the saints is. Or is it listening to a sermon? And the sermons are amazing here. No, it's not about just listening to a sermon. It's about resourcing a company of people to change the world. But the people have to tap into something that they're called to do first. So suddenly you tap into something and you go, oh my goodness, I can't. since that amazing preacher Daryl came, I cannot stop thinking about going on a mission trip. You go and speak to Chad and say, Chad, I, I don't know what this is. And Chad goes, I'll take you next year. And you go, oh, what do you mean? I'll take you into Southeast Asia. And you go, hold on a second. I haven't even had a grid for that. But now suddenly I'm fulfilling a part of my scroll that I never even thought about before. I'm going to go to Southeast Asia. Do you understand? It's not just about that. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to break open something for you to say that this is not the end. It's just the beginning. Everyone say it's just the beginning. Look at your neighbor and say it's just the beginning for you. See, today is divine alignment day. I'm excited. I, I'm pumped. I, I, when we minister, people go, yeah, did you enjoy ministering? I get more out of ministering. You, you get it more out of yourself. You're going, wow, God, you're amazing. You know, I'm really feeling built up. There are things. How many of you know that there are more, there's more stuff for you to do? Way more. Way more stuff to do. Paul said at the end, what did he say? He said, I finished my race. Was he a busy boy? I, I, I reckon. There is so much for you to pack in. And it's going to look like you coming into a place where you go, okay, first, uh, sorry, first of all, it's going to look like all of us coming into a place and going, okay, God, is there more that you want to talk to me about? That's it. And then you just, you let your heart open just that tiny bit. Are you going to tell me something, God? And God goes, wow, how about this? And you're like, oh my goodness. You see, you are designed, uh, uh, there's a movie called Night at the Museum. You don't need to watch it, but it's very funny. I like kids' movies because they're safe, uh, most of them. And so, um, 
I love, I love that. Yeah, I used to be. I love that movie so much. And there's this, this. I think it's Robin Williams. Is Ted Theodore Roosevelt in it? And he comes and he talks to Ben Stiller. And Ben Stiller's doing some stuff. It doesn't matter. But basically, he says this. He says sometimes greatness is thrust upon a man. And I want to say that to you today. That sometimes greatness is thrust upon someone. And you're thinking, well, well, what does that mean? It's sometimes sometimes you are introduced to something that is a lot bigger than where you think you're at. And, you, and God's, like, God's like, no, 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 you are actually destined for kingship. You are actually destined for rulership. And this is actually just in line with who you are as one of my children. How many of you are the children of God here? And so uh, you, you're going, okay, well, well, give me a scripture for that. Do you guys want some scriptures for it? So you can start to go, oh, wow, he really is speaking the truth. And then we're going to do, do, do some prophetic stuff. So I, I'd really like to read a whole chapter of the Bible to you, but I'm not going to. So, so if you can just put one, one Samuel, uh, because I don't know everyone got like, but I'm going uh, but, but I'll just, I'll just, skip, th- I'll just skip, skip through something quickly. But if you could put a one uh, Samuel chapter 9 for me, verse 1, first of all. New King James is an easy read, so. And that's not a... I don't have a particular preference. I read a lot of translations. Okay, so it says this. Let's just all read this. We well, don't need to read it with me, but let's just look at it and I'll read it. It says, There was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zorah, Zeror, um, the son of blah, 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 uh, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. Verse 2, please. And he had a choice and handsome son. Sounds like someone else I know. A choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not more, a, a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel from his shoulders upwards. He was taller than any of the people. And verse 3, please. Now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, father, were lost. And Kish said to his son, Saul, please take one of these servants with you. Arise and go and look for the donkeys. How many of you have ever re- read this story before? You guys have heard that, right? So, so I'm just going to abbreviate very quickly and then I'm going I'm, I'm to jump into something. So... In a second, you put verse 17 up for me. So what happens is that they go and look for some donkeys. How many of you know this story? So they're going to go and look for some donkeys. And they can't find the donkeys. And it, it, it gets a little bit stressful, I think, for Saul. And he goes, hey, we need to, we need to leave. We need to go back. Because if we don't, um, my father's going to start worrying about me. And so what happens is that his servant that he's traveling with says, hey, you know what? We are near a town. So it's just easier to paraphrase like this. But we are near, near a town, and in that town there is a seer, there's a man of God, and he will actually probably be able to tell us where these donkeys are. So what happens is that, he, so Saul says, wow, this is a great idea. And, and my ser- the servant says, you know, I've got some silver, we'll give him that. So he then goes to um, this town, and he bumps into Samuel. Now, uh, if you could put up uh, verse 17 for me. I'm trying to jump through this very quickly. And so verse 17, so, so, so when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, there is, uh, sorry, there he is, the man of whom, to- I, of whom I spoke to you, this one shall reign over my people. Now, just a little bit before, it literally says that the Lord spoke to, uh, spoke to Samuel and said, you are going to, today, you're going to, uh, oh, sorry, uh, tomorrow, you're going to actually anoint someone to be king over my people. Okay, verse 18. So then, so, uh, sorry, then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, please tell me where is the seer's house. And so, and so you don't need to go any further. So basically what happens is there's this interaction where Saul, uh, sorry, where Samuel has this information about Saul. And so he's, he's already been there and he's already prepared a piece of meat. He's already set stuff aside. He's already set aside a place of honor at a dinner table. 
uh, because he knows that he's going to anoint someone king over Israel. Is that, is that good? Okay, so what happens is that he engages, he engages with Samuel, and then Samuel basically says to him, wow, you are, ready, are you ready for you and your family to be blessed? And he goes, why can you, and then he says, how can you talk to me? So, uh, sorry, Saul says to me, how can you talk to me like this? Um, let's just put it up, verse 21. And Saul answered and said, am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel and my family least of the tribe of Benjamin? Why then do you speak like this to me? Okay, so, okay, let's just, and then we'll just go over to 10 verse 1. See, I'm rushing through it because I really want to, get some, prophecy, some prophetic stuff out. And so it says this, Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord has anointed you today as commander over his inheritance? Okay, so this is important. When Saul left to go and look for the donkeys, do you think that he thought in two days he was going to be crowned king over Israel? I really don't think so. And how do you know? And do you think he had ever had a prophetic word from his, from his people, from his church? He went to church on Sunday and people said, hey, I really feel like you are going to be... Do you think he had ever had a prophetic word like that? How do you know that? Because what does the Bible say? He, says to, he actually says to Samuel, how can you talk to me like this? He had no inkling that that was going to happen. I've got some good news for you. God is going to do something in your life that you have no prior knowledge of. I totally believe this. I believe this word so much. I believe that God is actually aligning us to a place where he is going to literally impress greatness on many, many people in the body of Christ. Because it's about his purpose and his plans and purposes. No man can really muck them up. But his plans and purposes are all about his love reaching the lost and reaching basically reaching, the, uh, the, reaching people. And there are people that are going to be blessed on the other side of you being aligned to more of the destiny that God had always had for you. Now, how many of you know that God, uh, that God knew when Samuel was born that he would be the first king over Israel? Uh, sorry, Saul. How many of you know that? You don't believe that God knew that? Okay, all right, that's a big problem. Okay, so God really did know that. And so when he was, you're like, wow, no, I'm not sure if God, God knows that kind of stuff. Listen, when you were born, God literally knew that there would be things that you would walk into that would literally blow, literally blow your mind and impact the earth forever or forever for that time. He actually, when you were born, he went, wow, that, 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 that baby's beautiful. And then literally the Lord sang a song over you. And said, this is who this person is. This is what they're going to, this is some of the stuff that they're going to do. And they are literally going to impact the world for my glory. Do you understand that? You understand? But what happens is along the way, we kind of get caught up and we go, oh, you know, well, it's not really me and all of this stuff. But the thing is this, this is, oh, it's not really, you know, it does God really love me. My life is full of hardship and trouble. Well, let me tell you, life is life. life. You know, stuff happens. But it does. But the thing is this, that God wants you, wants us in this season, I believe, for our hearts to be open again to say, God, is there something more that you want to talk to me about? Is there something more that you want to talk to me about in this season? And is there something that you want to talk about that I actually have no prior knowledge of? Well, you go, well, how, do you, how are you supposed to weigh a prophetic word? Let me... <laughs> the thing is this, that I believe that there are things that literally won't be revealed to people in the body of Christ until particular seasons and particular times. See, God spoke to me one time a few years ago, and he said, you haven't even scratched the surface of what you're going to do. 
So I had all this time thought, yeah, I'm going to do this. I thought I'm going to be an evangelist. I'm going to go out here and I'm going to be on the streets and all this stuff. And suddenly I had a completely different ordination. And I was like, I've only, I was, I'd only thought about this thing for a little while. And he goes, he goes and I'll be open with you. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, Daryl, you've actually been set apart as a prophet. You're a prophet. And I got ordained three times. And not from my own volition. You know, I mean, people said, this is who you are. So what happened was that I literally stepped into something that was already pre-written for me to walk into. And what happened when I did that is I started to realize, oh, that's the reason I'm so quirky. That's the, that's the reason that I'm so sensitive. And I started to understand more of who I was and more of the way that I was wired because I could see that my wiring had actually been, my makeup had literally been specifically designed to be able to carry a particular mandate that I was called to walk in. So what happens is I feel like God wants to introduce us to some, for some people, new things, some things that they've been prophesied over in the past. But he wants to introduce us to those. And I believe that one of the byproducts of that process is actually going to be that you start to understand yourself more. You start to go, oh my goodness, I am sensitive. People go, oh, you're just too sensitive. You're just too sensitive. You're just too sensitive. I am super sensitive. Why? Because I'm prophetic. Prophetic people are designed to be sensitive. They're not. Does that make sense? Oh, you're just too sensitive. You know, get th- no, no, no. Stay in that place because that's the place where you can, be, where you can literally pick up what's happening in the heavenly realms around you. So, so is everyone okay? You, you're with me. Where are you going? Well, am I going to be a, a anointed king today? I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but what I want to say is this. Could you believe that God has got more for you than you're walking in right now? And could you believe... That that, that, lit- that thing could be bigger and better than anything that you've ever imagined for your own life. Could you believe that? See, this is the thing. I, uh, God spoke to me and he said, you are going to go into churches and you can actually start. And this, I started this a year ago. He said, you can start saying in churches that there is going to be a disproportionate number of millionaires in the body of Christ. Okay, none of, gosh, no one wants that. Okay, okay. I take that. Chad will take it. <laughs> Why, why, why does he need there to be, why does he need to be a large number of millionaires in the body of Christ? Why? Tell me why. To advance the kingdom. It costs money to advance the kingdom. And so this is the thing. So it's like, you don't need to be a millionaire to start to sow into stuff. But let me tell you, if we're in a place where we go, oh, no, that's not for, that's not for me. You know, I'm, I'm a Benjamite from the smallest of the tribe of Israel. There is something on our identity, and I know you minister identity. We're either kingship or not. And you, if you get given millions of dollars, it's only to steward it for the kingdom's, kingdom's sake. It's not even about you. But you are actually called as a royal ruler. You're actually called in a place of government to be able to steward something, to see something advance. Does that make sense? And so that's where we're at. So I'm starting to say to you, well, you know, who wants to be a millionaire? And you got, and then, no, I'm totally serious. And then what you got, and some people are like, oh, yeah, wow. Is this a prosperity thing? No, it's not. It's an alignment to destiny thing. It's a governmental thing. It's an advancement of the kingdom thing. Does that make sense? But, the, but if you really, really don't believe that it will ever happen to you, what's going to happen? The opportunity come, you don't listen, you're like, no, 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 it wasn't for me, it wasn't for me. And then you, get, you go up one day and, and you know, God will speak to you and go, hey, you know what? Why didn't you take hold of that stuff? Because actually, this is what you were going to do. And you go, oh my goodness, are you serious? And I'm not, not, you know, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. And I'm sure that that whole process is, is full of a lot of angelic um, music. <laughs> but, but there is a process. 
And you are accountable. And we are accountable. And God's been talking to me about that. That we are in a time right now in history where literally stuff's going off, bombs are going off, everything's happening. And, and literally God's going, okay, come on, guys. You know, you've got the book. You know who you are. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And we're waiting for something that is never going to come. We're waiting for the permission, but the permission was already granted. We're not, we're not a permission-based assembly. Who are you waiting for permission? You don't need, we're coming out of a time where you don't need to ask your pastor for permission. You need to come into a place where you receive biblical counsel on the stuff that you believe God's asking you to move into. And pastors carry a prophetic roadmap for you. Do you understand? But as soon as we go, oh my goodness, I can't share that because I'm going to get controlled. That's a fear of control. But guess who has a fear of control? The people with a spirit of control. Because you're trying to keep everything in your control. I won't be controlled. Well, you're controlling yourself. You need God to control you. And so, does that make sense? And so it's all fear-based. But fear is a spirit. See, I'm so free that I can get counsel from anyone and then I weigh it up myself. And, I'm not, but, and when I weigh it up, I'll go, actually, you know what? I might not even be hearing clearly. I don't receive that necessarily, but I trust that you have put me with this person specifically because they are designed or this is, they are ordained and anointed to bring me in to the next level of my destiny. And this is the tribe that I'm called to be part of. Do you know that that's true? It's crazy. And the crazy part is that we as overseers actually have to give account for you. That's why we're given, mo- that's, that's why we're given information and an ability to be able to Okay, you guys don't know. Okay, let's, we won't go there. Okay, cool. So, I'm really, really excited about this. And if, not, if you get nothing more from today, if you can go away and just say to God, maybe read that chapter in Samuel, and just say to God, God, have you got more for me? Just that. And if you can just do that and you can actually have your heart open for him to speak to you about something that might tweak your world a little bit, but if you can just be open enough for him to breathe something of, uh, of the new thing that he's aligning you to into your spirit, I promise you your, whole, your life will never be the same. Is that good? I feel like that's a good word. It's good. Okay. Bayside. How many people like being part of Bayside? Come on. Woo. Now, there you go. There's passion for Bayside. Come on. I'm not saying there's not passion for everything else. Bayside. Bayside International. It's interesting, isn't it? The Lord spoke to me about Bayside this morning. He said, he said, international, into the nations. 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 That's what he said to me this morning. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And he said, yeah, this is the next season for Bayside is international, into the nations. And I was like, but God, there's already a national and international expression for Bayside. And he said, no, the in- there is, but the international and national expression for Bayside is on the move. There is an increase right now. And I felt like the Lord was saying, if you are part of this house, get ready to actually be partnering in something that is literally going to have more international impact than you could possibly imagine. I really, really believe that, in, uh, that that's the season that Bayside is in. Well, what does that look like? Do I have to go on a mission strip? No. It's something, when you're even serving, like, this is so funny. We go away. I, go, I do a lot of traveling, as Chad said. So we go away and we do a lot of traveling. And you know when I'm going away and people are holding the fort at home, doing coffee, and every, you know that they share in the inheritance of Field of Dreams? Because that's crazy. So they're doing coffee and they're like, they go, woohoo, the team are doing crusades in South America. And it's getting credited to my account. I think it's a good deal. 
So you mean you're vacuuming and it's being credited to your account? Yep. How crazy is that? Because you are part of what this assembly is doing. Do you know that that's true? Well, where's that in the Bible? 1 Samuel chapter 30. They go out, they do stuff, and he comes back and he divides the spoil of something. So I'm just talking about David. You can read that as well, 1 Samuel chapter 30. In fact, let's all just have a 1 Samuel season. It's a great, there's a lot, there's a lot in there. And you go, where is that? David and Goliath. And so, so, so what's really cool is I believe that if you are part of this assembly, this is a word for the assembly specifically, that God is a, in this season, just like um, Belinda said, that God is literally lining you up to be able to see something that's a lot bigger than yourself. And so this is, so I'm praying over, over Bayside this week, and, and, and I speak to Chad yesterday, and I have this really, really strong vision. And the vision is this, I literally see something superimposed, and it just says Bayside TV. I'm like, Bayside TV. And I'm like, wow. And I start to say, didn't I say that to you yesterday? And I said, Bayside TV. I said, oh my goodness. There is something that God is. And how many of you know, I've been in churches. Now this church, like I'd like to say, this church is going to grow to, you know, 5,000, 10,000 people. It may do, it may not. But let me tell you this, that this church can impact tens of thousands of people through media. Does that make sense? And so I'm not downplaying what you guys are doing by any sense. But we need to understand that our impact doesn't look like on a... And I'm not saying... This is not about number. I'm not a numbers person at all. Like, not even in the slightest. But it doesn't look like 250, 300 people turning up to a church service. Is that a sign of a healthy church? Yeah, it's good if there are people there. That's a sign of a healthy church. But, but the thing is this, that that doesn't actually speak of your national and international impact. It's actually what you are able to export that actually uh, it comes into a place where you can then weigh up what, is, what, what impact you are having. And this is what the Lord spoke to me. He said, Bayside, I have destined Bayside to be a church of great impact. Of great impact. And I want to encourage you. So I'm, so I'm starting to see this Bayside TV, and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I have this vision. And I see someone watching Bayside TV. This is, this is a true story. And I saw this woman watching Bayside TV, and she was sitting in a, uh, not a reclining chair, but actually like in a, in a wheelchair, but in a living room watching a TV screen. So I saw the, and I saw as she was watching this thing, so this is a very, it was a glimpse vision, and I saw that as she was watching the thing, literally strength just came into her legs, and she started to pull herself up out of the wheelchair. I was like, oh my goodness, the cripples are walking by receiving something from the TV. And I felt, it's, it's amazing, and I felt like what, and it wasn't just that, but I want to encourage you in something. I felt like what it is, is what, we are, what you are sitting on here is so much more magnificent than you could possibly imagine. And I feel like the more our hearts knit in to the vision that God has put in to the place where God has called us, and we're not kind of going, oh, you know, I love, love going to church, or yeah, let's try another church. Like, God is not like that, you know, the floaty thing. It doesn't, it's not real. You know, it's like, oh, I'm just going to try this church, I'm just trying that. That is not real. God will tell you where to go. It's the way it is. No, no. Danny, Danny Silk from Bethel Church says, you have to work hard for God not to put you in a family. <laughs> a family. Not four. Yeah, I'll go to four churches. Great. Awesome. At some point, you need to recognize that God will put you in a particular tribe for your growth and for their growth. And so, and so, so, that's, so, that's, so, so that's so important. So... Bayside TV. Well, so I believe that this, this church right now is in a time of transition. 
I was like, and I don't know, we haven't, re- we haven't actually had a conversation about this because I feel like this is the best way to do it sometimes. But I, <laughs> but, but I, I recognized transition and I saw that this church was in a transition and I felt like it was in a transition for expansion. A transition for expansion. And I felt like what it was, and, it's, and we, you go, well, every prophetic person comes through and says, yeah, you're, you're going to expand and all that. But I felt like what God wanted to do is he, want, he was literally going to give prophetic insight to many people that are in Bayside about the season and the time that Bayside is in. Now, Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says this, that for everything, everyone say everything, there is a time and a season under heaven. For everything. You guys, but also in the book of Chronicles, talking about the sons of Issachar, it said that the sons of Issachar will know the seasons and times under heaven of what Israel should do. So, God is saying to you, Bayside, do you want to know the season and the time that Bayside is in? Well, you should want to know, but if you don't. So first of all, he's saying, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, show you the season and the time that the church is in. And I'm also going to show you the season and the time that Victor is in. And I'm also going to show you and tell you the season and the time that South Australia is in. So we're coming up to this thing where God is saying, I'm raising up a prophetic company. Where you're actually going to know the season and the time that everything's in. In order that you can partner with that thing and then see not just that, that aspect move forward or that part of the church blessed but you can actually see see your own life blessed because whatever god is on and you partner with he will continually bless and prosper you because you're actually partnering with the mission and mandate of heaven i'm totally serious so you go okay so what, what about bayside tv and god goes oh yeah so the church you're in bayside tv and so so the church you're in you know, they, they, really need a, they really need this. And then you start to go, and God starts to speak to you, and he goes, hey, why don't you take a little bit of money? And this is not a, a money talk. I'm just explaining something to you. And he goes, why don't you sow it into that? I'm just giving you an example. Or why don't you sow some time into that? And you go, okay, sure. And you do that, and you start to see stuff prosper in your life. And you're like, hold on a second. I've been praying for that for ages, and I did that. And I got breakthrough in that particular area. Why is that? And he said, because you were partnering with the season and time under heaven. See, a lot of the time we're partnering with the season and time that's actually not the season and time under heaven. And we're toiling at something that God's saying, yeah, do you know why that's so hard right now? And you go, why? And he goes, because my grace is, uh, there's no grace on it. I'm not actually doing that anymore. I'm doing a new thing. I'm not actually but investing. It's like you're the people that serve in a church and, 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 and this is no one in this church or any church that I've ever been to. But it <laughs> could be for another church. Uh, that someone else has been to. But basically, we get into a place where we go, this is my ministry, this is where I serve, this is what I'm doing. And, and literally, there's no expansion. So it's, like, so it's like people will stay in that space and go, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is what I do, this is what I do. And then suddenly, you realize that actually everyone else has moved on, but you are still going, no, but this is my ministry in the church. And God's saying, no, the church is evolving. There is actually a fluid structure in the church, and I want you to realign, and I want you to do something else now. And so I feel like what is, I don't want to go too deep into that, so it doesn't sound like a real point, but it was, um, but, because I didn't want to have a go at anyone. But, I just, but I, just want to, I just want to encourage you to be fluid in this season and allow God to move your heart according to what he is doing so that you can line up and you can see extravagant blessing released into your life. 
I'm totally serious. I remember one time the Lord spoke to me, and uh, he, we, we got blessed with some money one time, and I remember the Lord spoke to me, and he says, you're going to sow some money, and we knew we would. And I had never, ever, ever, ever sown an amount like God asked me to sow, ever. And I was like, and you know, and you, you give people, you know, you get money, and you're like, yes, God. Father, I thank you. I'll do anywhere. I'll go anywhere and do anything. You know, I, whatever it looks like, God. And then you actually get something that is quite, you hold quite close to your heart. And then God goes, great. Okay. Now, you know, you said you go anywhere and do anything. Uh, could, you just, could you just apportion this amount of money out of the money you just got? And, 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 I, and then you're like, God, I love you. I'll do anything. You know, and it's, you know, and it's nearly like this thing, I'll do anything for revival or I'll do anything for the kingdom but I won't do that you know and it's like this thing and it's this thing where 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 we need to be real with where we're at so so God speaks to me and basically and I God loves a cheerful giver he doesn't need my money but he'll use it you know because I'm anyway whatever and and so and so I'm in this place and he goes he goes I want you to give this amount of money so we give the money and I was like, oh my goodness, this is a big amount of money and we are so blessed. And so two and a half years later, God speaks to me and I'm in worship. And he goes, do you know the money that you sowed is a tradable, a tradable commodity in heaven? So he said to me, and I said, wow, this is a true story. So I said, what does that mean? And he said, why don't you, you haven't, tra- you haven't traded anything you've sown before. So I was like, well, I've never, you know, I don't know this concept even. So I'm in a place of worship and I say, oh, Father, I thank you then. I... I receive that word and I choose to trade in that amount. If I've got something in heaven that can be released to me because I sowed that, will you release it to me? Didn't even think anything, you know, didn't think anything of it. We, and then we moved into a different season. We did some other stuff. And I ended up getting a check for 10 times the amount that I'd sown. It's a true story. And I'm like, okay, uh, this thing really works, doesn't it? And so, and so what I want to encourage you is when you partner with God, and God asks you to release something from your world, it's not like he's, he's trying to take it from you so that you are in lack. He's trying, to, he's trying to have you release stuff in your world, whether it's time, finance, whatever it is in your world, so that he can bless you more abundantly in other areas. But he doesn't want you to have a poverty spirit or a, gre- a spirit of greed over you because that's not fitting for the body of Christ and you can't actually function in the fullness of your mandate with those things uh, existing in your world. You can't do it. So what are you doing? Are you doing an offering talk? No, I'm not. I'm trying to explain something to you. Does that make sense? And so I'm saying that God will challenge you in an area not because he really, really needs it to get something done. He will challenge you in an area because your, your capacity is too limited in that area to carry the things that he wants you to carry. See, Donald Trump, billionaire. Do you think his billions of dollars are helping him right now? No, he's carrying the mantle of president. Is what I'm completely serious. He's he's not allowed to do any business as he's president. Did you know that that was one of the stipulations? Does it make him feel good that he's got billions? I'm sure it does. <laughs> but what I want to encourage you in in is is the things that God has called you to do. They're so far beyond things uh, things like uh, the things that sometimes we hold on to. They're so far beyond. And he says, you hold on to this little thing. It's like you fight for your corner, but you lose the whole world. He says, you fight for this little thing here, but actually what I've called you to do, the greatness that I want to impress upon you in this season is so much more magnificent than you holding on to that particular thing. And when I'm asking you to partner with me in different areas, it's not because I'm trying to coerce you to do something. It's because I want to give you even more than you've got right now. 
and it's like you know that 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 meme in Instagram where or uh, like I like Instagram it's good because it's just pictures you know Facebook can be quite intense and so so but the it, but it, it's got the the father's asking the little girl for the teddy bear and then do you, have you seen that one and then the father's got the big bear behind his back and so and the little girl's crying and saying I won't give you my little bear have you who's, who's seen that meme yeah and the, but he's got this big teddy bear and that's actually what I believe God is saying to the people of Bayside. I actually believe, and, and, and if you're in here, I believe that it's just applicable for you this morning too. But God is saying, will you give me that so I can actually release something bigger and better for you? Does that make sense? And there's nothing bigger and better than you walking in the fullness of your destiny. You would never exchange that monetary-wise. Does that make sense? And so, so I just feel like that's what God is doing at the moment. We spend, you know, spend all your time building this one thing up, and then God's saying, wow, I really love your house. And you go, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love my house too, Father. It's so beautiful. I love my house. I remember when I moved to Adelaide, and God said, do you want to move to Adelaide? I said, yeah. He said, it's going to cost you everything. And I just bought the most be- I loved my apartment. I had a beautiful apartment. I have looking in the ocean. And God said, it's going to cost you everything. I said, oh. So I've set this. I've got an apartment with a penthouse view of the ocean in Sydney with a... Um, spa. I told you we got uh, we, uh, um, blessed a little bit. But what happened was that we've got this thing and then God goes, yep, going to cost you everything. And I'm like, but God, I love this. And God oh, said, so nice. it was a nice apartment. <laughs> You're going, wow, are you, guys, are you guys really rich? No, we, we received inheritance from a death. But what I'm saying is that what happens is that you get, you get into this thing where I said, okay, I'll let go of that. And then, yeah, we moved to Adelaide. We've got a home here and we love it. But it's not about the house because every morning I wake up and I go, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And that, you can never exchange that for money. You can never exchange that for a nice, comfortable house. That's not what this is about because the years that we have here are so fleeting anyway. They're so fleeting. And what God is saying is saying, do you want to be aligned to a new level of destiny? But it might cost you something. It might, and not like... People don't like the word cost, but it might, it might, let me say this, it might require some of your world to be retransitioned by God. Let's just say it like that. And that's just the way it is. Is that good? I feel like I'm speaking to mature people today, which is really good. Okay, cool. So, so Bayside, new season for Bayside, time of, time of new level of impact to the nations. And there are people here, God is aligning you the same way as he's transitioning and aligning Bayside. He's aligning you and transitioning you in the same way. How many people you feel like you're in a time of transition right now? You feel like, wow, oh gosh, okay, that was, that was nearly the whole church. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's good. So, 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 so I want you to stand up if you feel like you're in a time of transition. And then I'm gonna, we're going to do some prophetic ministry with some people. So, so this is a time of transition. It's kind of, kind of the end of the message. But listen to this. So this is, if you, you feel like you're, you're in a time of transition, just put, your, just put your hands up or just however you feel comfortable. You can put them in the air. You can do whatever else. And you're going, well, why are we doing this? And I do this first so that you can do the prayer. Uh, <laughs> and, so, and so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray a blessing over each and every one of these people. But I pray an impartation of courage for this step in the name of Jesus. So I release courage over you for this next step 
this next part of your journey in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for phase one. We thank you for chapter one. Father, we thank you. But we thank you, God, that today is the start of a brand new chapter for every person in the name of Jesus that's standing up. You might have already started in transition. I'm not trying to say that today is the day of transition, but I feel like it's representative of the season. And so I just, I just commend you for everything that you've walked. I feel the Father himself actually commending you for everything that you've walked. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done for listening to me. Well done for yielding to me the way you have. Well done for, for, for allowing me to align you and keeping your heart in a place of a suppleness so that I can speak to you and move you and, and do all those things. But I feel like what God is saying is, he's, uh, this is what I feel like he's saying. He's saying, I want you to prepare to launch. I want you now to prepare to launch. Don't wait and say, God, when are you doing? I want you to start to prepare yourself to launch now. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just release over every one of these people a new level of sensitivity to your voice a new level of sensitivity to your plan and purpose for their life specifically, God. And right now, in Jesus' name, where there's any person that's been feeling overly fatigued, overly tired, where there's anything that was on in the last season that just, or, or as they've been coming up to this time of transition that literally exhausted them, Father, we thank you that you would release in this place an invigoration of, of emotion and invigoration of physical body and spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, that there would be an invigoration because today marks the new day of the new thing. And so, Father, we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. In Jesus, you can just feel that, can't you? Starting to move around. And God's just invigorating people. And it says, do not, it says, forget the former things. Do not ponder the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up all around. Do you not perceive it? I understand it's talking about the new covenant in that, new covenant in that context. But in the context of that, it's very difficult to embrace something new when you're still established in the old. It's very difficult to embrace something of the new if you are still, your heart is still established in the old. So the pondering and meditation on things of the past, you actually have to allow your heart to transition, allow the Holy Spirit to transition you away from that in order that you can embrace the new thing that God wants to release you into. And so I really believe that God is releasing many people in here today into a new thing. And so can you, can you guys all receive that? That's awesome. Let's just give the Lord a shout of praise just for that. That's awesome. And you guys and you guys can sit down. Okay, so it's a new day, time of transition. Some people are like, Wow, well I'm in transition. I feel like what's going on here and you know, what are you actually doing with me? And I, I just want to encourage you that God doesn't I feel like he's saying I want to wow, there you go, it's really strong, isn't it? Okay, that's cool. Gosh, that's really strong. Okay, great. So you guys Okay. Something over here. It's good. There is something here where God is um, introducing people to parts of their destiny. And I felt like for some people, you haven't really necessarily seen some of it. And for some people, you have. And so first of all, I like, uh, can I pray for you and your wife, if that's cool? And so, yeah, if you can grab her, that would be awesome. Oh, she, oh there you go. She's, she, but I, I want to hear if, she's, if she can be available. There she is. Great. Awesome. That's wonderful. That's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Chad, would there be, with regards to transition, is there anyone that you would, any, are there any couples that you'd specifically like me to pray for in, on this vein today? Yo, yo. Um, some people, yes, by name, 
and other people I want to give them the freedom to respond so I'd just be a little bit cryptic yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that's the pastoral side of me um, <laughs> I can be pastoral <laughs> um, but some some couples here that are newly married within a year um, or about to be married um, I'd like and I've, I've got a few of those in mind but I'm, I want them to have the freedom to respond so those um, those ones so newly married within a year or the freedom to or the um, uh, the prospect of, of getting married sometime soon yeah and then awesome. maybe some other ones but yeah great okay cool so so we'll pray for those we'll pray for those guys so who so if if you if that speaks to you specifically do you want to stand to your feet if it speaks to you and you want to be prayed for for that oh there you go newly married awesome there you go wonderful it's easy isn't it awesome okay so 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 this is what oh wow really easy gosh that's easy okay so so this is really easy interesting god is releasing we are in a season i'm literally writing a word at the moment where we're in a season where the lord is releasing power couples that's what he said to me i said power couples wow you know we all like that yeah come on power couples we really like that but i felt like the lord say that everything in the kingdom he doesn't do anything by accident how many of you know that's true and he aligns people specifically for purpose Myself and my wife, we love each other very much, but we don't spend our whole time in the living room just looking into each other's eyes and going, I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm saying we don't do that. And we've never done that. Why? Because we understand that we've actually been called. This is part of the prophetic word. We've actually been called for a kingdom purpose. And I believe, and, and I believe that what God is doing or what he has done is he has aligned people that literally are called to and I've said about nations before, but literally to impact nation, this nation and the nations, and actually that they have been divinely aligned for such a time as this under heaven. Well, what you mean, what does that mean? Well, I'm talking about now, you know, 2017, born in this lifetime. I was born in 79. I don't know when you were born. You're like, wow, you're a young pup. I feel like it. And, um, and, but I don't know, but you were born, there was no mistake and no coincidence. You need to, this is your prophetic word, by the way. There, there's no mistake and no coincidence that you were born in this time in history. And you go, well, can God be that strategic? Absolutely. Born for such a time as this under heaven. And you're going, well, what, what, what does that mean? Well, what it means is that God has specifically brought you together for such a time as this. Before you were born, he already ordained you to be born into this time. And then what's the next most important thing? You give your life to the Lord. The next most important thing is when you get married is that connection with the partner. And if you're called to be married, that is. And so then you've got this connection to a partner. Well, why is that so important? Because two can set 10,000 to flight. That there is something that your purpose is great, but when you align with the right person, it's literally like those combined dual purposes actually put on a new level or literally release you into a new level of impact that you couldn't have done by yourself. And that's what you guys, I see you guys standing up and I had a vision and I just saw the word power couples just released it. Well, what does, what does power couple? It might be, it's not about moving in power all the time. Like that's part of it. But, but what it is, is actually, what does it look like? How many of you know that in, when something's got, uh, you, I love the word velocity. How many people love the word velocity? Why do you love the ver- word velocity? Because it talks about moving forward with great power. That's what velocity is. You move with great velocity and so, or increasing velocity. And that's what God is speaking over you guys, over you guys. He's saying, are you ready to move at great velocity? That there is going to be something in this next season where literally, I feel like some of you are being redirected. 
uh, feel like you're changing direction, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to be redirected, change direction with the Lord, get some wisdom from the leadership team. But what happens is that there is a realignment happening, and all he's doing is he's aligning you to point in the right direction so that you <laughs> can be shot out in the right... How many of you know... How many of you know, uh, who's ever done archery? How many of you know, it's like, like, you know, you've got to kind of face in the right direction for the arrow to go where it's supposed to go. And you guys, all of you, are actually designed to literally strike at very specific places with your combined ministry. And that's what God is doing. You're like, well, I'm not even in ministry. Yes, you are. If you believe you're in ministry, you always were. As soon as you you got born again, you're in ministry. And so that's what God is saying. And so what he's doing is, uh, this is what I feel like he's saying for, for all of you guys, is that you have all been in a season and you are in a season where you guys are being sharpened. Why? Because when you're sharp, you actually strike in at the depth you're meant to strike in. Does that make sense? Okay, it's probably a bit, a bit too. But, but this is the thing. And now he's pulling it back and he's going, are you ready? And so there's an alignment where God is aligning you to hit the target. And you're literally going to hit a target. And the target is never going to be the same again. I spoke, um, I was in Peru, I was in South America, uh, yeah, Peru. And I was in Peru and I, I had this vision. This is, this, is, this is for you guys, I promise you, this is all for you. Um, and I'm in Peru and God spoke to me and he goes, yeah, do you know what I'm, I've done with you guys? And I said, what is that? And he showed me Rambo 2. Like and I wasn't even thinking. Like you know, so I like movies very much. Prophetic people love movies. James Cole says, and so and so and so, it's just not TV but movies. And um, and I saw the Lord light arrows the same way that Rambo lit light, lit arrows, and he lit the arrows. Uh, and in Rambo too, literally Rambo has these arrows, and he lights the end, and then he literally targets them into particular places, and literally those things then blow up. That's what that's the, and I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, come on. I like, I like the arrows. And I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. And then I was like, and he goes, yeah, you think that's amazing? He goes, and sometimes when you speak to the Lord, he goes, you know, but do you really believe me? And I'm like, yeah, kind of, you know, and I get it. And then he goes, why don't you go to the toilet? And I was like, sure. So I'm in a restaurant in South America and I go to the toilet. And on the toilet door is a poster for Rambo 2 with him holding the arrows. I'm like, you can't make that up. <laughs> I'm like, wow, God, you really are sovereign. And so I feel like God is saying, are you in a time of realignment, you guys, the two there? I can feel that. And I feel like what God is doing is he's literally aligning you up to shoot you in the right direction. I feel like that's exactly where you are. And I feel like God is giving you a real courage right now. I don't know if this is right. It's fine. Um, yeah. But I feel like what God is doing at the moment is I feel like he's been doing a lot of tweaking with you guys at a heart level. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're married, you understand that. And I'm not speaking something negative. And there's a lot of tweaking happening at a heart level because actually what he's doing is he's fine-tuning you right now to literally be his divine weapon of mass destruction in a good way. Divine weapon of mass destruction. Well, mass destruction for who? For the enemy. Literally, you are, being, you, you are a powerful force, and what God is doing is he's fine-tuning your hearts. So literally, when every part of agreement is there, it's literally like a... And you're literally going to go and be shot out into going and doing something that you never before believed that you would be able to do. And I think sometimes we get an inkling of stuff, but when God really launches you into that, that's when you start to go, oh, wow, you know, wow, God, you're, you're amazing. And then... And I feel like that's what he, he's doing with you. I feel like he's, you've been in a time where he's, he's showing you some stuff 
And you go, yeah, I know that. And does this ring true? I'll be prophesying over you as well. But does that ring, is that sitting all right with you guys? Some of it. No, okay, cool. Most of it. And so, and so, but this is the thing that he's going, okay, so I've shown you this, I've shown you this, I've shown you this, uh, but I'm going to show, I want to unpack something that you've never seen before. Like I was saying about Saul today, and that's where you guys are at. So he's realigning you, and as he realigns you, he's going to slowly unpack something, and it's going to be like, oh my goodness. But God, that is the true desire of our hearts. That's literally exactly where we want to go. That's exactly what we would always want to do. And I feel like he's going to give you more of a fuller picture as he then, it's going to be not, not very, as he then shoots you to go and then have the impact that he's designed you to have. And I feel like all of you need to get used to, I don't know, do these guys travel? Have they traveled before? Okay. So I don't know if this is, <laughs> I'm just going to go there, it's fine. Um, no, 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 because I'm a pastor. Like, you understand, I've pastored for 10 years. So moving, and there's a reason you do that. You pastor for 10 years and then God says, now you move into prophetic ministry. Why? Because every prophetic word that you give someone has to be journeyed out. It's not like, yes, you're going to go tomorrow. Are you really ready? Get everything packed. You're leaving. That's not a good prophetic word. That might, not, that might not be the right timing. And prophetic people only see in part. So I'm only seeing in part. But I feel like the reason that these three couples stood up is because uh, there is something that God is saying uh, about uh, for you three specifically, that all of you have a very similar calling, mission, and mandate. I really believe that. And I believe the, mission, the calling, mission, and mandate for, it, for each of the couples that are stand, that's standing up right now is actually for advancement of the, uh, obviously we're all advancing the kingdom, but for advancement in the kingdom, and it's not just the kingdom of heaven in Australia, it's actually seeing the kingdom established and advancing in other nations too. And I really felt South America very strongly, and I'd said South America. So, so I feel like, you know, that if you feel like that's part of who you are, I feel like God can open that up and will open that up in another level where you actually will go and have a crazy impact in the nations if you want to. And so, but, if, but God always says if you want to. It's all a choice. But the most important thing in that is that you get established in community. So you have to do it out of community. You can't do it as a, you know, independent missionary. The days of the independent missionary are, they're really, really, it's kind of like a fading glory. Does that make sense? They're going, yeah, we've been on the mission field 27 years and we're just coming back now. Like, it's not like, I don't believe that it's like that anymore. I believe that, I'm not saying, I just feel like there's this thing where the new wine is in the cluster and we actually do things as a community. And I feel like that's what God's saying, that this place is a, is a sending out community. And so if you duck, if, when you tuck yourself in, you will be sent. When you tuck yourself in, you will be sent. When you tuck yourself in, you will be sent. And God is really going to do things with you guys that you never before, like you literally would have never believed. So I really believe that. That's good. Let's just give the Lord a shout. That's good. Or, or just a, that's good. That's good. So, so you might think, wow, this guy's supposed to be like really prophetically awesome. I am so diplomatic with my prophetic stuff, and that's actually pastoral. So does that mean that I see more? Absolutely. But there is some that sometimes people don't need all of the information that someone sees because actually that's not the time that they're in. And for these couples, they're in a time of, a lot, all of them are in a time of fine-tuning where their hearts are at still now. They're still in this place of where God is letting you, going, what do, you know, there, there's a knitting together and a, tying, and, a tying, and a tying together. So that's good. Okay. So there are people here where there is a new... Okay, so do you two want to stand up? That's cool, yeah. It's good. It's very good. Now, the, now these two are an amazing couple. 
Do you guys, do you guys feel that? And not that, not that you guys aren't an amazing couple, but these guys are an amazing couple. And these guys have literally been through a long season. Like, I feel like it's a long season. It's like, I sp spoke this to you yesterday, I think. But you can feel the long season on them. You can feel like, oh, wow. And what it is, is in the army, when you do training in the army, they, I know this because I'm friends with many people in the armed forces, many people. And they talked to me about the training. And I said, what is it about the training? And they said, it's a, the high level intensity, but actually it's carrying the bags that actually does everything. Why? Because they're constantly asked to carry weight in training. Constantly. Do you guys know that this is true? So they're literally given bags in training in the armed forces in Australia and all over the world where literally they put weights in the bags. And they have to go cross country and everything else where they're, where they're, where they're, going, where they're trained for literally situations where they would have to run miles and miles and miles and miles and miles with, all, all, with, with various part, pieces of equipment. Do you understand? And so I feel like what's happened is that God has actually strategically had you on a journey where you've been carrying a lot of different stuff. And I'm not talking about negative stuff. I feel like what God has done is he's literally had you in a place where you've been carrying various things. And you're like, why on earth am I carrying this thing? Like, what, and why, am I, why have I put my hand to these particular things? And God's saying in that, the reason that I've done that is because I've actually in, had you in an advanced heavenly training program. And you go, well, this is so mediocre. You know, I'm just doing this. How can this be an advanced heavenly training program? See, we have no idea sometimes the, sometimes the ways of God. I know it says that we have the mind of Christ. But the ways of God are so much more intricate than we could possibly imagine sometimes. So I feel like what God has done is this season that you've just walked through, or the season you just walked through, was actually tailor-made by God. It was a tailor-made season just for you. And I felt like what's happened is that you have, be, you, have, you have had to bear up under particular things in this season. And now God's, and now God's saying, like I said to you before, you literally, you've literally come up to a place and are you ready to take the backpack off? So why am I saying that? The reason I'm saying that is because I really believe, out of all the people that I've seen in, the, in, the, in people that are doing stuff, I believe that you guys are in major transition. And I really believe that. Why do I believe that? Because I can feel you. I can feel where you're at in your season, and I really believe that things are about to shift significantly for you, which basically means that when you take that, when you, when you take that backpack off, you're actually going to feel what God has done in this season, but you're actually going to launch immediately into the next season. And I don't know, do you guys feel like this, this couple is a blessing to the church? They're, real, they're a real blessing to the church. But God is saying... And so God is saying that he has put government, a governmental anointing on you both, that he has literally put something governmental on you both, and there are levels of equipping that he is going to release you into. And it's not just equipping people here, but I really believe that you're going to be equipping people all over. And I saw you go backwards and forwards all over Australia. And this is not now, but it is going to happen. I saw you going backwards and forwards all over Australia, and I saw you ministering to the broken many, many broken people in the nation. And I saw you going backwards and forwards, and I literally saw over your whole thing, I, I, this is called um, 60, it was called 61, Mission 61. Was that from Isaiah 61? So I, I genuinely didn't, uh, you might have mentioned that, but I didn't think about it. But that's what I saw. I saw you going all over Australia, and the banner over you was Isaiah 61.1. That was literally it. The, the, the anointing, the, the sovereign Lord has anointed me to, or well, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord has anointed me, to preach the good news to the poor. But then there's this other part for that, of that that literally says 
to literally release from prison those who have been made bound or those who, and setting the captives free. And I felt like that's what God was going to do with you. And I felt like there was a beautiful mixture and I felt like it was this beautiful mixture of, of, of prophetic, but I actually felt it was a mixture of, the, it was literally mercy in one hand and wisdom in the other wisdom and mercy and i felt that lord say that you're gonna you are tr- you travel with wisdom and mercy and then i saw these two angels come behind you and i was like wow who are these and the lord said these angels are wisdom and mercy and i was like oh, you can feel that right now there you go and i was like wow who are these angels and he said that these angels are assigned to their next level of ministry that there are literally angels that are going to help you and mercy i said well how does a mercy angel work it doesn't sit down and talk to people and all that but how many of you know that Heidi baker's got a crazy gift of mercy how many of you know that people are drawn to Heidi? I felt like what literally the angel of mercy does is literally brings the broken people to you. It literally prompts them to bring them to you so you can pour out and pour out love into their hearts. And, and so I really, well, you're going, how does that work in the Bible? I don't know. Ask the Lord. Just ask God how it works. But I'm saying that I feel like you're going to transition into a new season in that. Obviously, you have a young one too. But I felt like what he was saying is that it's cross-country. Get ready for cross-country. And I felt like him saying, you have been trained for cross-country. And you will know why you've done this season. Because when you start to do cross-country, which is across the country, and I saw you zigzag through Australia, when you start to do cross-country ministry, you're going to start to see what I put in you in this season particularly and why I had it, why I had it done like that because, because of the impact that you needed to have in particular thing. And I felt like there was this thing, uh, there's a thing called Mercy Ministries. Is that a women mercy i don't know i'm not very good is that right mercy ministries i think it was associated with hillsong i can't remember though and it was actually about broken women and that was part of what you guys were doing it was literally like you were providing this place of not just solitude but you were actually ministering to many many broken women and i actually felt like specifically women that have been in prostitution in australia would be really deeply impacted and people uh, women that have been abused would be really uh, deeply impacted by your ministry now you might think, you might think, well, why, why like, well, that's such a, a generalized word. Every woman that gets up and says, well, you're going to minister to, to, to broken women. Let me, tell you, let me tell you this. How many of you know that there are broken women in Australia? And how many of you know that God is calling the church, the women in the body of Christ, and some of the men in the body of Christ, to actually minister to some of the broken women in the nation? What? Oh, gosh. Okay. No, no one. Okay. God is not calling in. Of course he is. He's actually highlighting people constantly and saying, are you ready to go and reach some of the broken people in this nation? Is that good? You guys, you guys can receive that. But I believe that what's going to happen is that as you transition, you're actually going to I saw you digging, 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 and then you struck gold. And I was like, wow, you struck gold. What, what happened? And I've just been to Bendigo and they just struck gold. So I understand all about the gold strikes in Australia because we talked about it a lot. But, but I felt like the Lord say, you are going to strike gold. And I was like, what strike gold? And I felt like he was going to give you a wisdom in something of not just investment, but actually stewardship of something that was actually going to create wealth. And that that wealth was then going to help fund what you guys were doing to actually help bring restoration to some of the people in Australia. So let's just thank the Lord for that. That's a good word. It's good. And you're like, well, what about my word? What about me? God, God wants to give you a word too. Now, is there, uh, there are a couple of people here. How many, if you are on leadership at the church here, I want you to stand up. If you are a le- if you're on, oh sorry, let me ask Chad. Chad, could you call up people on leadership? 
Because you get, I, did that, I do that at churches, and literally we get people standing up, and the pastor goes, I have no idea. I have no idea why they're standing up. <laughs> or, or since we did, you know, that series, and my favorite talk was leadership lessons, I'd all stand up, you see, because I did a talk on leadership that was so well received. And now they're all leaders. Everyone was so excited about it. We have, um, we have some, yeah, we have different people who are, who are very um, distinctly holding up different areas. So our oversight team would include um, the Perrys and Munros. And then I don't know if GB's here today, but GB's on our rec- recognised leadership team um, with um, uh, Guy and Veronica. Are they here today? Huh? They're up in, actually up in kids doing that. Uh, and uh, Matt and Ellie have been leading worship team for about a year now. Um, Don and Deb have distinct responsibility over uh, our greeting teams and um, etc. And um, Rob and Maureen are an informal men- ministry mentoring type of couple that um, we recognise as, as well um, in the season. So if, if I was to say that, that's what I'd say as far as currently recognised. A source team. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay, cool. So those on oversight and plus those other... If you guys I can think... just come down, I'm just going to release a, a corporate word over you guys, and then I'll. Oh, great. And then I'll move into. And there's a lot of people that need... over... do have responsibilities, but I'd say that. Is everyone all right still? Is everyone doing okay? I think it's really important that we that that we honour stuff when God's doing stuff prophetically, and just how he how he works. He does this specifically. Okay, so this is the deal, right? You guys are all being commissioned up to another level. Now, some of you guys, it might look differently, differently in a few few weeks, whatever. But I'm telling you that God, that's what God's doing right now. He's actually commissioning you uh, to take new territory. And so he's actually, this is, a ta- this is literally a commissioning thing. So I felt like so strongly, can you just come? St- oh, yeah, you're, you've, that's good, you've got a gap. Uh, but, the, but there is something of a new level of heavenly commissioning for you guys. And I always see an angel come with a sword. And the angel comes with the sword and he does a commissioning and does an ordination, as it were. And there is something about all these couples. And so I know that there is another couple upstairs. That's one more couple, isn't it? So, and you guys are all, you guys are all couples and you all carry your own think wow you guys are so pastoral oh my goodness the pastoral heart on these guys is amazing i just want to sit with you and just tell you my problems in a good way and so because we're, while we're here yeah we're, we're interested you mean you've got problems too just a couple and so, and so um but i feel really strongly this pastoral thing and there is something and i'm just i'm going to be bold and i'm allowed to be i think and then we can talk later um no, no, because I, this is honour, and then we, there, there is a recognition and a pointing in Australia at the moment of fivefold ministry. That's actually what God's doing, and it has to be, there has to be, and I'm not doing it now, but I'm saying there has to be a recognition and ordination of fivefold in local church, because people have to, it literally moves them up into a place of the body receiving them in a different way. We're going, well, what about me? I'm just, I don't know about you. I'm saying, but I, but I know about the people here. And what God is doing is he is literally calling couples in that carry fivefold capacity. And does that mean, well, I don't believe that they're fivefold. It, it, I'm telling you right now, sometimes people, things just start to unpack 
and you literally find out that God, literally God ordains people for fivefold. And so this is what I felt. I felt like every, every couple on your team, that one of them or both of them or the main couples on your team are going to carry fivefold capacity for particular things. I really believe that. So every couple, every couple will have an expression of fivefold with one of them or both of them. I believe that that's 100% because I believe that the leadership, first of all, Elders and all of that, elders have to carry fivefold, as you know, they have to have a fivefold capacity. Um, but I felt like what God was doing is He was actually highlighting things, and what was happening is that people were being highlighted in this is all churches and Bayside and everywhere, and, and my church. But God is highlighting these people, and they go, Oh, they'll carry this. And literally, you're seeing them, seeing them, seeing them, and literally, you're starting to see. Oh my goodness, they are fivefold. And we didn't even know. And God is saying, no, no, no. I've actually strategically brought leaders into your world that can carry an, equi- that carry a, an ability to equip the body for the work of the ministry. And so I just want to just release over all of you that you are all called to be, I want to say, first of all, that, that you are all called to be equippers. You are called to equip the body for the work of the ministry, 100%. But I believe that what God wants to do is he wants to release more of that expression over each of you and to literally go, okay, well, if that is real for me, what does it look like for me to stand in a place where I carry a fivefold governmental capacity, where you actually can be in a place where you can equip the, 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 the saints for the work of the ministry? And I just, this is the whole leadership team, right? So it's really good. And it's, can I get uh, some, okay, so you, can need, you might need more than one catcher. But I just want to, because what happens is that there is something, there's something here right now where God is actually commissioning you guys to come up into a new level of what it looks like to administrate stuff here, but actually to, uh, to hold governmental weight. And that's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, I'm establishing this team. And I'm not, this isn't like a, a, a Christian dog word at the moment, you know, governmental, apostolic, prophet, you know, this is actually biblical. And this is a biblical thing. And he's saying, you are actually coming into a time where I'm ushering in you, you in to have more governmental standing in Victor Harbour in the spirit. And actually, you're all moving into a new place of government. And can you believe that? Now, how many of you guys, you actually feel that, can't you? You can feel that. Can't you? I can feel it. I feel like that. And you can feel that too. And so there is something right now. And I, rec- I, I do a recognition stuff all the time of people and people that carry particular things and everything else. So, so I just want to. So I'm just going to pray just the release over these guys. And so, if you can just put your hands out like this, that, that literally it's just the commissioning to come up to a new level of governmental standing. So, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, thank you, Father, from the mission and the mandate that you've given me specifically, God, to be able to ordain and commission. Father, we just release a new level of commissioning over this team right now in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, I thank you that you are commissioning them into a new level of governmental standing in the name of Jesus. And you, you will be mantled as a prophetic equipper. And so, Father, we just thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. And so, Father, I just thank you right now for a new level of governmental standing, new expressions of fivefold prophetic, fivefold ministry over, over the ones that you would have in Jesus' name. I'm not saying it's all, but over the ones that you would have in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, right now, we call them up. You can just feel that right now. Can you feel in the atmosphere? That's actually them being called up. And so, Father, we just thank you right now for that new level of governmental administration in Jesus' name of the, of the wow. And so, Father, we thank you for the equipping right now, the equippers. We thank you right now for the equippers. We thank you, Father, for the pastors and for the equippers in Jesus' name. 
So, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And we just release that right now. And, Father, we thank you. Oh, there you go. You're, you're good. So, Father, we thank you right now for the equippers. Father, we thank you for the prophetic. We thank you for the worshipers. We thank you for the psalmists. We thank you for the prophetic psalmody coming out of this house, God. We thank you for the sound of heaven being released out of this house, God, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that things are moving to a whole nother level, whole nother level. And these guys are moving to a whole nother level. And you know that when people move up to a whole nother level, everyone moves up to a whole nother level. And this is what God is doing. He's increasing a governmental capacity over this team. I see it, and I see the shoulders being low. How many seers have we got in here? One person. Okay, one seer. <laughs> How many seers, sorry, have we got in here? Yeah, who can see stuff in the spirit? You can see... Who saw their shoulders enlarge? Did anyone see that? You saw their, saw their shoulders enlarge? That's an increase of governmental capacity. And so that's what God has released in here right now. So he's just releasing that. And so, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. This is a big one, bigger one. I just thank you for every angel that's assigned to each one of them, that they would move into a new level, just grab them quickly, move into a new level right now of working with the angels that have been assigned to this new level of government right now in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we thank you for an introduction. Gosh, is this biblical? Absolutely. An introduction even to what it looks like for them to administrate with these new angels in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you for that. Every time people say new levels, new devils, I say new levels, new angels. And so, Father, we thank you for new levels and new angels, Father, right now, that are assigned to different levels of the scrolls which are being unlocked right now, the things that they have been predestined to do. And God says that I always knew you would stand here, and I always knew that you would be commissioned up into a new level of governmental authority today. I always knew that this would happen from before the beginning of time. I knew you would stand here. I, know, I knew every choice you would make. And I knew that today would be a day of divine alignment for you. It would be a divine alignment day for you. That you would actually move into a new level of divine destiny today. In Jesus' name. And you know that we celebrate people. We celebrate. And we, anything that can't celebrate in our hearts when someone gets promoted, we have to challenge that. Because that's not the kingdom. And so that's what God is saying. He's saying, will you celebrate with these people as they come up into a new place of governmental authority in Jesus' name? And, and so Chad and Joe, I'll just pray for you, if that's cool. So just, can I just release a prayer of you? Father, Father, we just thank you for Chad and Jay. We just thank you for who they are. And God, we thank you. We honor them as the mother and the father of this movement. And it's not a church, it's a movement. That's what it is. <laughs> it really is too. And so, Father, we thank you and we honor them for them being, oh, wow, there is. And so, Father, we thank you for that and we honor that. But, Father, we thank you that everything is, is built on an apostolic prophetic foundation. And we right now just call, speak to Jay right now in the name of Jesus. And we just right now declare that her expression of the prophetic in a place of government comes up to a whole nother level today in the name of Jesus. We honor her as part of this apostolic prophetic foundation in the name of Jesus. And we pray right now, Father, that everything... I'll just see you. Father, I just thank you. I just honor you right now as a prophet in this work. 
I honor you as a prophet in this work. That's actually, and you go, well, what is a prophet? There is something about, I don't know how it works. Well, is she, does she prophesy? It's not about that. It's actually about there being something within her that actually is part of the building of an apostolic foundation as a mother and a father. That's the only way that works can be built in biblically. And so God is saying that you're actually going to move up into a place of a new level of administration of the things of the prophetic. That's actually where you're moving into, and it's a new level of administration in that. And God says that your words will never come back void because they're my words. And so you're going to speak the word of the Lord, and it's not going to return empty because it's actually the word of the Lord. And the Lord says, have I not made your mouth like a sword? And your word is literally going to go forth and speak truth. And you're literally going to be able to bring a level of division to people that set in their hearts, or in their, it talks about dividing asunder um, and talking about hearts and joints and marrow and all this. But you're actually going to bring levels of liberty through your words. And the Lord says, literally, people, you're going to go, wow, what happened when I spent time with Jay? But what happened was that you administrated truth and truth set people free just by you being with them. In Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you for that. And we honor her in that capacity too, in Jesus' name. And where there's been anything, anything spoken, any accusation spoken against either one of these and people about this apostolic prophetic couple, God, any accusation. Father, we thank you that today is a new day. And so, Father, we thank you that we just prophesy that instead of your shame or humiliation, you will receive a double portion of honor. Double portion of honor in the name of Jesus. And not just in Bayside, I'm not saying it's here, but in Victor Harbor, you will receive, and in South Australia, you will receive as a couple a double portion of honor in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. It's awesome. <laughs> he just did a mic drop. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> um, why don't I worship team? Don't go too far, man. Why don't you guys come? Put your hand on your heart. That's right. Um, Dad, I thank you for every good word spoken in my heart today. I thank you my soil is protected and every good word lands on good soil and produces. And I thank you for an acceleration in fruitfulness. 30, 60 and 100 fold. I thank you for bringing me here today that I was handpicked to be here. I thank you for your word, and I, like Mary, I cherish it in my heart today. Some of us, are, sometimes we're so focused on the microphone, we, stop to, we don't stop to listen to the still small voice. So maybe just now, you go, Lord, this meeting today, you want to speak something to me. What is that? Drop that word into my heart, that destiny word. Amen. This has been a podcast from Bayside Church International. Thanks for listening.